This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. The Corey Perry incident and the Chicago Blackhawks dominating the NHL news cycle. Wild rumors were spread starting, I think, Saturday, and then it snowballed all the way until Tuesday. And if the Blackhawks have a PR team, get a new one. Same with the NHL. Everything you do is bungled. And Kyle Davidson, the Hawks GM, Steps to the podium and takes questions. He's like, yeah, we wanted to do the investigation and make sure we, uh, we did everything right. Hey, before it gets to that, when your star player, Connor Bedard, and a family member are being tarnished. When you're watching, when that star player is probably talking to management saying, guys, can you do something about this? And they're like, yeah, we got, we got to wait. All you had to do as the Hawks GM was call the media together Sunday night or Monday morning and read this very line that you said in a statement at the podium on Tuesday. I want to be very clear on this one point. This does not involve any players or their families and anything that suggests otherwise or anyone that suggests otherwise is wildly inaccurate, and frankly, it's disgusting. News conference over, get the hell out of the room. Everything is put to bed. You continue on with your investigation. That's all you had to do. We'll dissect it a bit more. Bamsies. Tip everybody. I'm all, I'm all fired up. Yeah, there's, there's nothing we could have done. I know the Hawks have to handle things with kid gloves because it's been a disastrous few years. I get it. But get in front of the story. The face of the league. He's in every meme. A family member's in every... Get in front of it. Is no one from the league saying, guys, you got to put this fire out. Do something. 
Ah, actually, that's a good one. Because the league wouldn't. The way the league handles things is actually worse. The Mark Andre Flurry mask, the most recent incident. The league and anyone involved with running a team in the league can't help but step on their own junk. If uh, you haven't figured out what's going on, Corey Perry, um, he was placed uh, on unconditional waivers to terminate his contract by the Chicago Blackhawks. This happened on Tuesday. On Tuesday. Don't know why I stuttered on Tuesday. The Hawks sent out a statement before their GM took to the podium. Said there's an investigation. The Hawks have determined that Corey Perry has engaged in conduct that is unacceptable and in violation of both the terms of his player's contract and the Hawks' internal policies intended to promote professional and safe work environment. That's a key point. As such, Corey Perry has been placed on unconditional waivers in the event Mr. Perry clears waivers. We intend to terminate his contract effective immediately. And that's uh, later in the day. They're very young GM. How the situation was handled, nothing to do with his age. I'm just always awestruck that there's a 35-year-old GM in the NHL. I'm in in awe. I'm like, that's pretty damn cool. At 35, you're the GM of a team? Again, all he had to go out and was say, this de- this does not involve any players or their families and anything that suggests otherwise or anyone that suggests otherwise is wildly inaccurate and frankly it's disgusting. And then you do like out of the movies just walk away. No questions. You look kind of badass. Like you you get my players and their relatives out of your mouths. Their names out of their mouths. Out of your mouths. It would have been a strong moment in which the Hawks say, hey, we got your back. Instead, they let it. I knew it was reaching an unacceptable level when I'm getting texts from people asking about rumors that they heard. I'm like, dude, no. No chance. So another debacle for the... uh, for the NHL, I, I don't mean to laugh. I'm laughing at a tweet uh, sent from, I believe he's just simply on fire right now on the internet. Uh, we've referenced him before uh, on this podcast, on the Jay and Dan podcast. And uh, his reaction, <laughs> his reaction to... Uh, Elliot Friedman's tweet about Corey Waivers is uh, Corey Perry is on waivers. Chicago is terminating his contract. Heat Daddy responds with, "And Ottawa has lost their next first round pick." <laughs> I'm I'm like gold. Yeah, well, but we didn't do anything. Sorry, first round pick, you lost it. Well, we weren't even involved. Sorry. I won't speculate as to what actually happened with Corey Perry, but obviously it's not good because the NHLPA has a gaggle of lawyers. Contracts just aren't terminated because of 
something wishy-washy. It's got to be concrete. Because the players union is there for the players. So they are going to be dissecting this. So for them to say, no, his contract, done. It's got to be pretty solid evidence and not looking good for Mr. Perry, who this was his swan song. He was brought in to, to look after Connor Bedard, to mentor him, a rebuilding Hawks team. And then this. It's been a wild few days on Twitter, whoever's still on Twitter. I'll be there till the very end because I still find it very entertaining. And there's no other website threads. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's using threads. I'm going to use it till the very end. But uh, no one's moving on from this story anytime soon. Now, Patrick Kane has moved on to the Detroit Red Wings, signing a one-year deal. A lot of Leafs fans thought he was going to the Buds, and not happening. Patty Kane, no go, which opens the door for Corey Perry to become a Toronto Maple Leaf. Uh, I was a busy weekend around the Boomsies' house. We had the... Annual Santa Claus Parade in my little hometown where I got to be the Grand Marshal once again. The job entails me walking behind the fire trucks that lead the parade. Last year, there was a lot of stopping and starting. This year, went up to the firemen and I said, guys, let's get a good pace going here, okay? Two seconds later. This old guy comes up. He's like, we're going to have a good pace to this parade, right? So I'm like, whoa, message delivered. Five minutes into the parade. I'm right behind the the fire trucks. I look back. Parade's a mile back. (laughs) I'm like, we're going too fast. We got too much of a pace. There's too much of a gap. So we slowed it down a bit. Having done the parade once already... This was my second time, and I'm like, I'm going to switch things up. Last year, I made a horrible mistake. I bought dollar store candy canes. Didn't sample them before handing them out. Finally got home after handing out like 300 of them. Packages hard to open. Most of them were broken and disgusting. Poor quality. So I said, never again. Toolsy, we've learned our lesson. Candy cane is the staple handout of anyone who's in a parade. You attend a Santa Claus parade, you're leaving with some candy canes. And I said, it's time to switch that up. So I went on Amazon. I'm like, what is something we can hand out That's different than a candy cane. And we found it. I purchased. (laughs) I purchased 200. Sorry. I purchased 250 bouncy balls. 
And I handed those out with my kids and their friends during the Santa Claus parade. And it was glorious. I walk around with bouncy ball, bouncy ball coming in, throw it half a mile up into the air and just let it bounce and see people squirm and try to find that ball. We're going to find balls for the next hundred years in this town. All because of this guy. But as I said to my kids, I'm like, when those kids get home, guess what they remember receiving from that parade? Not, not any of those candy canes. They're like, enough with the candy canes. I've got 50. Give me that bouncy ball. So I like to, like to think we, we did a good service to this town. Um, I also uh, did some viewing of uh, some, uh, some movies and documentaries so that you may or may not have to. The Wiggles. Hot Potato is a new documentary on Amazon Prime. Like, like most uh, documentaries and movies, my first takeaway is, well, that could have been shorter. Trim 30 minutes off that. No one bats an eye. You want to leave the audience wanting more, not wanting less, which is what the Wiggles documentary left me with. I rarely get to view things in one sitting. This one took four. Just finished it before this taping of Boomsies. I'm like, is this, is this thing ever going to end? I will preface it by saying um, I didn't grow up with the Wiggles. My kids never were into the Wiggles. We obviously knew who they were. So I was interested to know what happened to the originals. I'm like, okay, I'm here for the juice. I'm here for the drama. And there was none. They talked about how much they made early on. They, and the Wiggles discussed how it was an annoyance that they were one of the, the biggest earners in Australia. And at one point, the biggest earners, more than Russell Crowe. So I'm like, okay, this is, this is going to end with the Wiggles. All the original members still have ownership of the Wiggles enterprise. I said, we're going to end up with them showing their mansions, their cars, what they've spent their money on. Didn't get that. I thought they, they'd put a little uh, description at the end. Hey, Anthony, uh, he bought a football team. He, he bought an arena. He bought uh, the elephant man's bones. Nothing. Every documentary should end with some print on the screen describing something that we're wondering. Didn't get that. So overall, I give the Wiggles documentary a two out of five boomsies. Sorry. I also watched the Blackberry movie. This took three sittings, but I didn't 
feel the Blackberry movie was too long. And the Blackberry movie ended with Tim, what am I what's the type at the end of a movie or a documentary? What's that called? Postscript or something? Yeah, post scroll, postscript, whatever you post want. Post scroll. The Blackberry movie had a post scroll where it leaves you, whoa, that's info I wanted. The rise and fall of Blackberry. I loved my Blackberry. My Blackberry bold, I didn't want to get rid of. I kept that Blackberry until it got to be a nuisance. Where people are like, hey, you just hit the app on your phone. I'm like, I, I can't get those apps. And you had to, you had to like backdoor the app onto your Blackberry. And I'm like, this is, this is just ridiculous. And it shows Jim, he makes it a point in the movie, which I found very interesting. Because the security guard says, oh, hey, Mr. Ball, silly. He's like, it's ball silly. Take the emphasis off the silly at the end. Ball silly. Ball silly. And it has uh, Jim Ball Silly, uh, who's from my hometown of Peterborough, Ontario. His interaction with Gary Bettman when Jim was trying to buy the Nashville Predators. And there is a scene, I won't give it away, in which Gary Bettman played by the very talented and iconic Mark Critch from This Hour's 22 Minutes and the creator of Son of a Critch. He plays Gary Bettman. And I want to know if this scene happened in real life because it is jaw-dropping what transpired when Jim Balsilli tried to buy an NHL team and when he found out it wasn't going to happen. I, I thought uh, Jay Baruchel was great in this. We saw the evolution of um, the other uh, BlackBerry founder's hair. Kind of started to look like mine. So I give the BlackBerry movie a four out of five. Four boomsies out of five. I recommend it. Wasn't eager to see it for some reason, but left happy having watched. While the Wiggles, I did not have that same feeling, which is kind of interesting because a kid show should leave you with optimism and the rise and fall of a phone should do the opposite. But hey, here we are. Hot potato, hot potato. They're very catchy songs. I'll give you that. But tell me how much money you got now. That's all we want to know. That's the main reason people are watching this documentary. We want to know how much cash you made off the Wiggles. Instead, people are having freaking they're passing out on stage they're having heart surgery i thought there'd be drama i'm like okay all the wiggles hate each other right yeah no i guess not they had a reunion show hmm someone banged the dinosaur no didn't get that
questions. You shouldn't be left with questions when you leave a documentary. You should be left with answers. So if you're currently creating a documentary, go into it that. Do we leave people with answers to questions they may have had? Not more questions adding to the questions they already had. Sorry, Wiggles. You blew it. Hey, Wiggles, you're done. Actually, they aren't. They're actually very strong right now. And uh, they've got new cast members, but I don't really care about that. Uh, but good for your kids. It looks like they've got a very good thing going on. Um, the NHL also announced uh, the All-Star Game format, which is in the dead of winter in Toronto, Ontario. Hats off to the NHL for once. They have heard from fans and they have heard from their players. And they said, we got to switch this thing up because it sucks. So they're going back to the player draft, which is great, very entertaining, but they will make it less awkward, I am sure, because there's that indelible image of Phil Kessel being the last pick, the last time they had the NHL draft, and people were getting bombed. So they will, uh, they will say, no boozing it up. And we're not going to have someone be the last pick. Or if there is, we aren't going to make it as awkward or embarrassing for that person. Because you know every NHL player is going into that saying, if I'm the last pick, I'm a meme for the rest of my life. I don't want to be that guy. So the NHL will have the foresight, you would think, to say we aren't going to let that happen again. They're also switching up the skills competition, which is great. They haven't announced what they're doing, but they're getting rid of the, the hokiness. The, the campy stuff like wearing capes on the shootout. And whenever I watch that, I'm like, no one finds this funny. No one finds this interesting. I always try to picture the creator of that event standing on ice say looking around saying this is great right you guys are loving this right it's funny right and the nhl is such a closed circle the people around them say yeah 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 i think they love it this is going great this is amazing the one thing they didn't do was uh, listen to their players about one thing the NHL All-Star Game also always struggles to find players that want to attend because there's a lot of mysterious injuries around the All-Star Game because these guys are like, do I want to spend three days on a beach or do I want to spend three days in Toronto in February? Do I want to spend three days on a beach or do I want to spend three days being carted around from an event to an event to an event to media to more media? Mm, that's a tough one. 
And where they didn't listen to the players was. They didn't make the All-Star Weekend shorter. They made it longer. They've added a day to the All-Star Weekend. So you think players now are saying, you know what, I'm going to that All-Star game now that it's longer. And in Canada in February. Good luck selling that one, boys. But hats off to the NHL, though. Hey. You listened to the fans. I'll give you that. Now, there will be um, team captains when they select these teams, accompanied by celebrity captains. who are going to fill out four rosters. So the Brain Trust uh, here at uh, Boomsies, that's myself, producer Tim, Zed Money, and Mysterious Troy. Troy is an American. Uh, he sits, listens, observes, and gives us nuggets of info. He didn't add to this list <laughs> because it's Canadian celebrities. So we're like, this is, this is our forte. And here's who we got. The first one, the first name all of us said at the same time, Will Arnett. Big hockey guy, loves the Leafs. He's Canadian. One of the most iconic characters in sitcom history on Arrested Development. Will Arnett. He's in. Easy. And then it gets a little muddy. Will Arnett, big star who wants to be there. Drake he hasn't really done anything with the Leafs, and Drake might be too big. Drake might say, that is below me. Justin Bieber, not that busy right now. Hugely fan. I think he would consider it cool hanging around all the players for the weekend. So your two guarantees are Will Arnett, Justin Bieber. Christine Sinclair. She's on her farewell tour across Canada. You have the most iconic athlete in our country up there as one of your celebrity judges, and you hit a home run. There's your four if you get Drake. If you can't get Drake, Margaret Atwood. Why not? Can't get Margaret Atwood? Sean Mendez. I helped you out, NHL. I just hope the NHL doesn't put someone up there as a celebrity judge and we collectively say, who the, who the fuck is that?
with those options, you will not get that problem. Zed Money, Producer Tim, now that you've had some time to ponder those options, any additions, any subtractions to our four celebrity judges? Because, again, the NHL has done something very smart, opened up a debate for fans across the country. And maybe they won't be just Canadian celebrity judges because I think it's open to a person from any country. So maybe we are reading the room wrong and limiting our selections to Canadians. Nah, uh, I vote for uh, Russell Peters. I think he would liven up the, uh, the selection process quite a bit. I wonder if they bring any old Leafs in or something like that. Like, uh, do they bring any, does Matt Sundin come in? Or maybe it's just, you know, a bigger name celebrity, celebrity like Keanu Reeves, something like, something like that. How about Wayner Gretzky? Do you I put mean, a Biz Nasty up there? Is Biz Nasty big enough? I think he's big enough. Is he a celebrity, though? When I say celebrity, I think, like, non-hockey. And again, are we just focusing on our country and not looking stateside where there's some massive celebrity hockey fans in America? Um, send us your uh, your thoughts at yeahletstalk at gmail.com. That's Y-A- Let's talk at gmail.com as we uh, go into Boomsies Newsies. Uh, I've covered a lot so far. Uh, the Bedard stuff, um, the NHL All-Star Game, the Wiggles movie, and the Blackberry movie. Do you want to talk Otani? Let's do it, Tim. So again, Jay's still being mentioned as one of the uh, teams in the hunt for uh, Otani along with the Dodgers and the Rangers. And apparently there's a connection in Toronto with Yusei Kikuchi that uh, he looked up to Kikuchi or something when he was in high school. So I don't know, maybe that uh, helps out, but still on, still on Otani watch. How are you in a You are a uh, naysayer, Tim. You, you like find the negative and things. So you'll probably agree with, uh, something someone said on Twitter in which they said, of course, they're going to have a bunch of teams interested because that's what the agents are feeding the people that report on baseball because they want the bidding war to continue while he just ends up with the Dodgers. Do you think this is an agent driven bidding war? I mean, every bidding war for athlete is agent driven, but yes, I, I mean, I'm just assuming he's going to wind up with the Dodgers. I'll be surprised if he goes somewhere else. Well, the guy already lives there. He, he has a house. He played for Anaheim. So he's, if he's lazy like me, then he'd say, ah, I don't want to, I know people are packing up your house and you don't have to do anything, but still getting used to where the store is, where the grocery, I don't want to do any of that. Plus, it's warm there. If there's an ounce of laziness, then the Dodgers are a no-brainer. But if he wants to experience living in a pretty great country with a newly renovated Rogers Center, 
then do it. Oh, Tim, I, I did see something. People speculated that they should change the name of the uh, the Rogers Center, and I am on board to calling it like Rogers Park or Rogers Yard or something like that. Will that happen? Because Rogers Center, you think that is a um, convention center when you hear it. Can we get a simple one-word change to change the perception of the dome? I mean, Rogers Park would do go a long way in differentiating it from Rogers Arena. And isn't there another? I've lost track. Isn't there another Rogers thing out and there Vancouver. somewhere? Vancouver. Yeah, Rogers Place. Yes. So Rogers Park at least would differentiate it. Okay. Great job, Tim. What else we got? Well, what we got is the uh, Pop-Tart Bowl is uh, going to have the first ever edible mascot. So apparently they're going to have a, an actual Pop-Tart made up as a costume for someone to wear and walk around the stadium and greet fans and do all that stuff. And then when the game is over, the winning team will be able to take a bite out of the giant pastry mascot which is just i can't fathom like it's if we learn nothing from covid like what are we doing well tim i i do know this pop tarts are one of the most deceiving foods on earth it is the david copperfield of food all my life as a kid i wanted a pop tart I was stuck with Captain Crunch, which, hey, don't get me wrong. It's probably why I ended up with a cavity in every tooth, having Captain Crunch every morning. Delicious cereal. Never got a Pop-Tart. Finally, somewhere in adulthood, I tried a Pop-Tart. And I wanted to take all those wishes for a Pop-Tart back. Disgusting. You look at a Pop-Tart and you say, this is going to be magical. You bite into a Pop-Tart and you say, my life is a lie. What else has the world tricked me on? My daughter, Ruby, fully on board with this. A few years back, she says, let's get, let's get some Pop-Tarts. Dad, can we get some Pop-Tarts? I'm like, maybe I was always wrong about Pop-Tarts. I say in my head to, to young little Ruby, buy her those Pop-Tarts. She gets some home puts in the toaster. She has it. I said, Ruby, how was it? As she walks over to the garbage with the Pop-Tart in her mouth and spits it out and says, that was disgusting. Ruby goes through the same process I did a few years later. She's thinking in her head, maybe I got that Pop-Tart wrong. Maybe I got a bad batch. She's like, dad, can we... Can we get those Pop-Tarts? I said, they're on sale. Problem with the sales in grocery stores, though. Can never buy one thing. You got to buy You gotta buy two or three. What happened to one-item sales? I want to buy one. I don't want to buy three things of Pop-Tarts. But in your brain, you're like, well, I'm getting a deal. If I buy one, I'm not getting a deal. So we got bought fucking three things of Pop-Tarts. We bring it home. Ruby. Puts that Pop-Tart in the toaster. Tries it again. Spits it out. 
I said, maybe, maybe we're doing it wrong. Maybe don't toast it. Tried it. Spit it up. Disgusting. Pop-Tarts. You're done. Tim Andrew. Sorry, Zed Money. And Tim, are the O'Toole's eating Pop-Tarts wrong? What is happening in which we find them the equivalent of eating a cardboard box? I would ask what flavor and are they the frosted ones? Frosted, yes. I mean, chocolate and another one had like a white coating on it. I, I like them untoasted, but you know, I had to stop eating them. But Tim, there's nothing enjoyable about a pop tart. There's like, I thought, okay, it's going to be nice and soft and moist. No, it's not that. They're quick and easy though. That's, that's the appeal. You just need a quick snack. But so is a cardboard box. You don't have to toast it. You just can gnaw on that. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Most overrated breakfast food in the history of breakfast food. Pop-Tarts. Tim, continue. Uh, We can make a quick one here. Uh, End of the year coming up. And so, of course, all everyone's putting out their top lists. Ranker did a fan vote for the top 100 most hated TV characters of all time. Um, You know, the usual suspects are in there. Number one is Joffrey Baratheon from Game of Thrones. Ramsey Bolton from Game of Thrones. I don't... Skylar White made number three. I still don't understand that one. I don't understand why people hate Skylar so much. But anyway, there are some uh, interesting ones on there. Cousin Oliver from The Brady Bunch is still on there, even though most people are don't even remember the Brady Bunch anymore. Scrappy-Doo is on there. Dora the Explorer... Sam, this list is bullshit for one simple reason. Caillou's not number one. When you look at hateable TV characters, Caillou's on the top of every list. That list is bullshit. You know whatever list is bullshit? Skip the dishes. They put out their uh, top Canadian orders of 2023. Their top 10 grocery items ordered. I call bullshit. Chips number one. Yep, got it. But number two is Pepsi? Get the fuck out of here. No one has in the right mind, unless they work for the Pepsi company, ordered a Pepsi willingly. If they put cola at number two, I'd say, okay, the fix is not in. But when they specifically name Pepsi as the number two ordered item, I'm calling bullshit. Rounding at the top five, ice cream, three at four, bananas, and number five, milk. I can get behind all those staples. But Pepsi, number two ordered item? Bullshit. Um, the, the shortest delivery for an order was 180 feet, I believe. And, uh, we were having this discussion before the show and producer Tim was asking aloud why someone would order stuff from a convenience store. 
And uh, Zed Money and I had to fill Tim in on. A lot of people get really stoned. Or they suffer from extreme phobias about going into public where they don't want to see anyone. It's a real thing. So the combination of those two things makes you order some chips from the uh, skip the dishes. But if you're ordering Pepsi, what are you doing? Cherry Coke is right there. Cherry Coke is your go-to. You, you need to switch that up. Uh, the most expensive item, I, I just want to get this because I love lists. I do love lists. I just don't like bullcrap lists. The most expensive order was someone ordered um, <laughs> in Quebec, 55 sandwiches, three pizzas, and seven orders of poutine. So they were catering something. Brilliant. They spent 1200 bucks on Skip the Dishes. That's a good party. I would attend that party. Sandwiches, delicious pizza, overrated. You can get that out of there. But poutine. And if you do order poutine from Skip the Dishes. Here's a little veteran tip. Get your gravy on the side. They can put the curds on there. But get your gravy on the side. Because if you order poutine with the gravy already on it. You're getting a cold soggy mess. And you're washing it down with your Pepsi. Uh, I appreciate you, you being here. Sorry we didn't have um, more details on the Corey Perry, uh, Connor Bedard stuff. But uh, my sources, they're working the phones. I'm working the phones with them. We've got Intel forthcoming. And if we get any new info, I'll release it on Instagram on my stories. Because it is the biggest question mark in the NHL right now. What's going on with Kerry, Corey Perry in Chicago? We will get that info for you. I promise. In the meantime, hug someone. I saw a study the other day that you need like 10 hugs a day. Hugs are good. And be nice. Doesn't cost you anything. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozy. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies. Thanks for listening to Boomsies.